Yeah, strap in for another riveting episode of the Cafe Americaine podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and I got some feedback. Uh, you can listen to me on Podbean, Stitcher, and that's all for now. Apparently, iTunes is mad at me because I don't toe the line. So if I'm not saying exactly what the mainstream media says, or maybe Fox, then, well, I've been deemed an asshole. Now, uh, speaking of Fox, I was listening to Sean Hannity today, and let me tell you something. You know, people can criticize me about the way I broadcast and how I have the Rush Limbaugh's symptoms, where I have the haughty <laughs> uh, kind of attitude about the way I broadcast, or I turn into a fucking asshole like I miss in the morning and I just get irritated with other people and and myself included in that um but if you listen to Sean Hannity I don't know how that cocksucker has a career because he's a horrible broadcaster he sits there and comes up with lists after list after list after list of of things that he doesn't agree with this is why I think uh Jerry Nadler is wrong for investigating Trump for this and oh what about this and this, and then this, and then this. You didn't do this for Obama. You didn't do th Enough, you lantern-jawed lunatic. Shut the fuck up. God, what a horrible... And you know what? If you see him on Fox News, he's out there in his suit, jacket, and tie, and nice white shirt, pressed. Well, the thing is, is that he's wearing jeans underneath the desk, so he's no professional as far as I'm concerned, because I would wear dress pants along with my dress shirt, jacket and tie so that's just another reason that if any broadcasters or any broadcasting companies are listening that's that's what the reason why they should fucking hire me and i don't swear on terrestrial radio so last time i left you off uh we were talking about of course pedophile jeffrey epstein and his lawyer friend alan dershowitz alan dershowitz is emeritus at uh some fucking college i don't know what it is and the thing about this is Dershowitz I don't like because most of the time he has his head up his ass. And it's a very large head, so he's probably prolapsed at this point. And he is also uh, has been known to go on the Lolita Express, which was Jeffrey Epstein's airline with underaged girls and boys, and they drug them up. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein's people used to have sex with children. And uh, for all of that and being nabbed, Jeffrey Epstein served about 13 months in prison. Big deal. Now, it's it, uh, to Trump's credit, or at least the people within the Department of Justice that are working with Trump, to their credit, they opened up an internal investigation to determine whether or not the people within the Department of Justice that made the 13-month deal with Jeffrey Epstein did it on legal grounds. And they're finding that, well, they didn't. Now, Alan Dershowitz, lawyer and professor emeritus from some Ivy League shithole, he is out there saying, Alan Dershowitz is out there saying that Everything that we discuss in this investigation should be done behind closed doors. Now, you might ask yourself, why? Well, Jeffrey Epstein is a billionaire, and he's very well-connected. 
He's got multiple contact numbers for Bill Clinton, amongst other people in the royal family, and lo and behold, Alan Dershowitz. So of course, Alan Dershowitz does not want anything regarding Jeffrey Epstein to be made publish, or made public, I should say. Now, the other thing about all of this is, if you if you read Talmudic law, they're perfectly within their rights as long as these people that they abused are, uh, you know, of a certain sect of humanity, and that you know you can go into that, and we can have another discussion on that. I might get kicked off, but whatever. Uh, so, according to the Miami Herald, the appeals court had not responded to. Mr. Dershowitz's concerns of, as of last Friday, but if the hearing is closed during his lawyer's argument, Jeffrey Epstein's, it would represent the latest in a long history of successful efforts to keep details of Epstein's sex crimes sealed. Say that five times fast. Two women, one of whom was underage, have said Epstein and his partner, British socialite and environmentalist Ghislaine Maxwell, directed them to have sex with Dershowitz, who is 80, and other wealthy, powerful men. Dershowitz and Maxwell have denied the claims. Of course they've denied the claims. They're filthy pigs. They should be locked up. So should uh, Epstein. They should all be locked up. But of course that won't happen. So uh, Dershowitz is out there crying foul, and we will keep an eye on what goes on with Epstein. Because let me tell you something. If Epstein goes and this investigation gets reopened or an investigation finds that, you know, well, how, how Epstein got this plea deal is illegal, then there is going to be an enormous, enormous backlash, especially against Democrats who are out there and Republicans. Of course, they're all involved with it. So uh, it's, it's a very interesting story, and I hope— I hope that it actually goes somewhere. Uh, so the next thing that we have going on, well, recently we have the CPAC speech. And this is the conservative organization that allows people to go in there and pontificate about what is ailing conservatives across America. So naturally, every mainstream media outlet has decried the whole event by saying it has been run by Nazis. And we are this close, a hair's breadth close, to becoming a new fascist country. Well, I have news for you, sweetheart. It's pretty much there. Um, now, okay, so Trump, first off, Trump made a goof of himself, in my opinion, where he went out there and hugged the American flag. But I get it. You know, he's a he's a showman, so he has to do silly things like that. But however, at 70 something years old, I think he's 72 or is he 70? I don't know. He's in his 70s. He goes out there and gives like a two and a half hour speech name. And, he, and he's improving it all. Name one other politician that could do that or that would do that. I bet you can't. So that was impressive. He even said, you know, I'm totally off script right now. And this is how I got elected by being off script. And he rails against the new green deal or whatever the hell they call it. And he's right. A lot of people are not. They may in their hearts agree with the new green deal that they should take away. Um, 
airplanes and whatever else that causes a lot of pollution. However, nobody actually believes that it is feasible. They believe in the idea, but they do not believe in the execution. Uh, they want you to have one car instead of two, and it should be electric. Well, let me tell you something. They have that technology already. You can have a, uh, an electric car and have it run for hundreds of miles and recharge it in a matter of minutes. The company that I work for allows me to buy an electric car for fucking cheap. Essentially, I could buy an electric car and have a $50 a month payment on it. That's how cheap I can get this thing for. However, it's got a range of about 100 miles. And to charge the damn thing back up, it's going to take five hours plus. So I can drive for one hour, just about, maybe a little over an hour, and have to charge the damn thing for another five. So I don't care if it is 50 bucks a month. It's still a pain in my balls. and I'm not going to do it. However, the technology is out there including uh, cars that are run on water. And I don't know if you know about this, but way back in the early 1900s, they had cars that were run on wood. So think about if that technology was still around today. Anyway, uh, it should be an electric car, so on and so forth. He goads Hillary Clinton's emails and the Russian hackers and all this other stuff. However, he does get to one part. He does get to one part where he finally calls people out. He calls Mueller out, and he says that they try to take you out, referring to Mueller, with bullshit. And, oh my God, how dare, how dare the President of the United States use profanity? Oh my God, you had Lyndon B. Johnson pissing on people's legs. If Lyndon B. Johnson wanted to intimidate whoever he was talking to, he would invite him to the men's room as he's taking a shit and as he's pissing on people's legs. So this is not anything new. You had Bill Clinton and the Clintons killing people like Vince Foster. This is nothing new. If Trump says bullshit, that's not that bad compared to everybody else. You had Nixon. I mean, they all fucking do it. So what's the big deal? What is the big deal? Of course, oh, it's Trump, and he should be. And you have fat slobs like Bill Crystal, who who destroyed, who destroyed and ended the national standard that that rag, that birdcage liner, to create what is the new conservative or Repu mainstream Republican media out the bulwark. And he has him on it, and he has some other fuck. This guy, he's on Twitter. I'll, I know I can find him on Twitter. He, he's first off. Oh man, you have, you have Bill Crystal, and you got this other moron, this four-eyed, uh, fat-headed jerk. I follow him, and I because he irritates me so much. I can't remember his name, but I'll remember it. As I quickly thumb through my Twitter. Um, and they're out there. And these people are the never Trumpers. They're Republicans. But they're more Democrat than anything else. And they will do anything they possibly can. to st Max Boot. Max Boot. Look him up. 
He has this fucking noir picture on his Twitter and makes him look semi-professional like an old-school reporter, but in reality, he's a warmongering asshole that will do anything and say anything that is against peace. They will go after Trump for anything, right or wrong. They will go after anybody on the planet if it means they're going to bomb the hell out of them and, and just treat the, the people in that country in horrible ways. There was another puff piece that was out by The Bulwark, and it's about John Bolton. I read it. I almost threw up. John Bolton has this ridiculous mustache, no chin, and a neck that melts up into his face. He looks like he looks like a 1980s children's show host or some goop. He looks like he should be delivering mail for Mr. Rogers. I mean, he's a f he looks horrible, but he's one of the most disgusting, reprehensible human beings with a resume that is as bloody as the abortionists that they go after all the time. John Bolton will do anything in his power to bomb brown people and other individuals that don't necessarily agree with the United States. And he is part of Trump's team. He's also been a part of every neoconservative, even though he says he's not a neoconservative, because a neoconservative is more liberal-leaning. So he does not ascribe to that moniker. He says he's, he's far beyond that. He's just pro-American. And if you look at John Bolton's Twitter, it's all about Venezuela and how the America, America needs to go into Venezuela. And we are behind Guaido no matter what happens because he stands for peace. He's They're instigating a coup. John Bolton does it. John Bolton wrote the project, or he was one of the people, I believe, that was part of the project for the new American century, which then developed into the, all of the wars in the Middle East. And the Project for the New American Century also said that the United States should create biological weapons that target specific genotypes. So they're creating biological weapons that target brown people or Slavic people or Russians or Chinese or Japanese and leave other races behind almost unaffected. So this is the kind of person you're dealing with. And the bulwark wrote a puff piece on him, and tried to make him human. And then he, oh, it's this glorious story about John Bolton. He's such a hard worker, and we are running through the streets of Tbilisi, and John Bolton doesn't even care. He loves his work. Killing people? And he just doesn't talk about anything else, and he walks fast. I mean, if you ever see John Bolton on television, it looks like he's wearing ballerina slippers. He's got this little, these, this little padded walk like a little rodent, a mustached rodent. So John Bolton, they're trying their best to make John Bolton look good and more human than a warmongering thief. He's not a good person. He creates policies that aren't very good for human beings. Unless you're American, because then you don't get targeted. So I can say things like this, and hopefully I don't get hurt. <laughs> but who knows? I'm pretty sure I'm on a fucking list by now. Oh, speaking of being on lists. 
iTunes has sent me a number of notifications. They don't specify why I'm being threatened for, and why they're potentially kicking me off of iTunes. They, they give me some sort of vague, well, the reason why we're sending you this email could be uh, one of four reasons. All of them and the reasoning is vague, and we're not going to tell you which reason it is. So guess, and you better pray, you don't get kicked off of iTunes. So that's, <laughs> that's like, I got four emails from them this week about that. So, so I'll let you know what happens. And if I'm still on iTunes by next week, you'll just have to listen to me on other avenues. Okay. So speaking of censorship and iTunes and everything else, we've got another, it was a very interesting story. It was written by a woman by the name of Diana Soriano. She wrote for the College Fix. And she was, I, I guess she's a conservative uh, by this story. And she just goes into all of the details on what it's like to be in the college that she went to. She went to Boston University, and she's a political science major. And it was fright they people compared her to a neo-Nazi because she didn't agree with the company line, and that company line being the most liberal and left-leaning uh, point of view ever. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of this, but she said one instructor was a teaching assistant and insisted that the class call her professor. Well, that's, she's not a professor. She's an assistant. The morning after President Trump won, she dismissed class early because she couldn't stop crying. You gotta get, you gotta be fucking kidding me. During a course I took on political theory, my professor dedicated an entire chapter on fascism to Trump. But fascism has been here for a very long time. In my statistics class, my professor made an entire exam questioning. Uh, and necessitated a final conclusion, meaning he wrote a question that made the students come to a specific answer about Fox News, and that being based upon the statistical data that I have provided, you can come to no other conclusion than Fox News is dishonest and more dishonest than any other media outlet. Well, let me tell you something. Having a master's degree and having my toe dipped in the waters of statistics, I can promise you that you can give me any sort of poll numbers. I can manipulate the data to make it say whatever the fuck I want. You can poll a whole universe of Democrats, and I can make that data skewed to a point that makes you believe I polled a whole bunch of Republicans. So statistics is bullshit. In other courses, Diana said, I've been forced to include my pronouns in my introductions at the beginning of the term. After revealing I'm Catholic, I've been asked if my priests ever microaggressed me. I've been told by a climate alarmist professor that I would face consequences if I ever brought single-use plastic into his classroom. This is fucking nuts. This is bizarre. And this is what's going on. And, and you're, everybody should go to college. It's indoctrination. Now, I'm not sure 
if it's the Russian boogeyman behind the whole deal or the Chinese boogeyman behind the whole deal. But it is clear indoctrination. And it's clear that these people are serious about this. It's fucking disturbing. And nobody questions them. Nobody. Nobody questions them. Why aren't they being questioned? Donald Trump, to his credit, said that he may sign an executive order saying there must be freedom of speech on college campuses for everybody. So if you're a liberal, talk away. If you're a conservative, talk away. Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter what you are. I would assume, until a Muslim tries to speak, you have freedom of speech on a college campus if Donald Trump signs the executive order. And I hope he does. People should be able to say whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want. And that's the double-edged sword that I face. Speaking of that, of, uh, whatchamacallit, slander and everything else. God damn it. Let me tell you something. I can't hit the right fucking button if I wanted to. Some good news about being monitored is this. The National Security Agency has reportedly abandoned one of their very, very all-intrusive observation programs. So the New York Times noted that the House Minority Leader National Security Advisor Luke Murray said that the NSA hasn't actually been using it for the past six months. This is the one that Snowden talked about, and they're vacuuming up every single phone call, text message, sex message, so on and so forth. So apparently they haven't been using this anymore. Well, congratulations. There's got to be some other thing that they're doing. Maybe they're outsourcing that kind of data mining to private companies. So the private companies are doing it and the government is no longer doing it. That's what I would think. So Edward Snowden said, well, he was asked by a German broadcaster, Nord Deutscher Rundfunk. What could you do? If you would use X key source, and X key source was the NSA program and the tool that they used, he said, Snowden, you can go read anyone's email in the world, anybody you've got an email address for, any website, you can watch traffic to and from it, any computer that an individual sits at, you can watch it, any laptop that you're tracking, you can follow it as it moves from place to place throughout the world. It's a one-stop shop for access to the NSA's information. You can tag individuals. You, let's say that you work at a major German corporation, and I want access to that network. I can track your new username on a website on a form somewhere. I can track your real name. I can track associations with your friends, and I can build what's called a fingerprint, which is a network activity unique to you, which means anywhere you go in the world, anywhere you try to sort to hide your online presence, your identity is identified. So this is what they were doing the whole time. And nobody said a word about it. Obama didn't do anything about it. Bush II is the one that allowed it. And finally, it's over. For some reason, it's over. Now, for you Democrats out there, I'll give you some red meat. One of the reasons why this could be over, especially for the past six months. And I'll play conspiracy theorists for the libs this time. 
uh, one of the conspiracies could, in fact, be the reason why this program has been shut down is to hide the tracks of Donald Trump and his communiques with Vladimir Putin, his puppet master. You fucking assholes. <laughs> anyway, let's hope the reason why that program got canceled is, in fact, due to altruistic reasons and people coming to their senses that maybe monitoring human beings every second of their day via smartphone is not necessarily the most productive and best way to further humanity. Going along with the freedom of speech and speaking of others in pleasant and unpleasant ways, we have the Democrat, Ilan Omar. Everyone is claiming that she is a dastardly anti-Semite. One of the reasons why they're declaring that is because she decided to call out APEC, which is a lobbying group. Uh, I believe it's, what does it mean? I never get that name right. I think it's the American Israeli something or the other. Uh, I think it's the American Israeli Political Action Committee. No, I'm wrong. American Israel Public Affairs Committee, not public action, but public affairs committee. So, APAC is possibly one of the most influential public, um, I'm sorry, lobbyist groups and bribery groups out there. You can't do anything in Washington unless you kiss the feet of APAC representatives. And this young lady... Omar, Ilhan Omar, said basically, well, exactly what I just said. There was a tweet a while ago, and it was about, I forgot who tweeted it, but it was something along the lines of unnecessary or undue influence in American politics due to money. And her only response was APAC. That's all she wrote. A-I-P-A-C. And all oh my god, she is an anti-Semite. She hates Jews. She wants to lock them up. You should have heard the conservatives over this past week, like Rush Limbaugh and lantern-jawed Sean Hannity. Now, I'll talk shit about Hannity until he becomes my friend and maybe does something for me, then I'll apologize and pull an imus. But... They're saying that she is a terrorist, and she hates Jews, and she wants all of the Jews obliterated from the map, so on and so on. No. No, that's not what she's saying. She's saying that the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee has undue influence in Washington, D.C., and she's right about it. There's nothing wrong about what she says. Nothing wrong about this. So you've got people throwing their weight around against her. Lawmakers, this is Nita Lowy, uh, must be able to debate without prejudice or bigotry. I am saddened that Representative Omar continues to miscategorize support for Israel. I urge her to retract her, this statement and engage in further dialogue with the Jewish community on why these comments are so hurtful. And she said, Ilhan Omar, our democracy is built on debates. I should not be expected to have allegiance and pledge support to a foreign country in order to serve my country in Congress or serve on a committee. The people of the 5th, her district, 
elected me to serve their interest. I am sure we agree on that. And she's fucking right. She's right about everything. There's no reason why I have to say I'm pro-Israel, pro-Turkey, pro-whatever to, to essentially prove my allegiance to the country to, uh, that I represent. It doesn't make sense. There's no reason for it. So you want to talk about undue influence, look at the backlash that she is facing right now in the media and on, on uh, Capitol Hill with other politicians. She's proving her point. All the people that are saying things against her are proving her exact point. Now, I am one of those people that do, in fact, believe that APAC is the most influential foreign agent in the United States guising itself as a political action committee or public affairs committee. Excuse me. Let's call a spade a spade here. It's exactly what it is. And by the way, the, uh, the foreign country that has the most influence on American politics is in fact Israel. Technically, it's not a country. It's a, it's a colony of the crown of England. But we'll get into that another time because that deals with semantics. Do you know the second country that spends the most amount of money in American politics? I didn't know this. But the second country that spends the most amount of money in, poli in American politics is Turkey. I had no fucking clue that Turkey is the one that spends the second most amount of money on American politics. What are they doing? That's what I want to know. How's this money getting around? Speaking of bribery, there was a leak from Facebook. Apparently, there is a global lobbying campaign. Uh, let's see. We're going to explore this together, you and I, because I didn't read the full article. <laughs> The documents which have been seen, <laughs> excuse me, these are internal Facebook documents that have been seen by the Observer and Computer Weekly reveal a secretive global lobbying operation targeting hundreds of legislators and regulators in an attempt to procure influence across the world. Essentially, Facebook is bribing people. They used Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg's feminist memoir, Lean In, to bond with female European commissioners it viewed as hostile. So if somebody didn't like Facebook, they would say, oh, look at this book. Sheryl Sandberg, if she wrote it, it's Lean In. Threatened to withhold investment from countries unless they supported or passed Facebook-friendly laws. Sounds like Jeff Bezos. So they're doing this all the time, and they're Facebook. Facebook is dastardly. Ireland plays a key role in regulating technology companies in Europe because its data protection commissioner acts for all twenty-eight member states. This thing goes on to say that Ireland is poised to take on the presidency of the EU and therefore has the opportunity to influence the European Union, whatever, so on and so forth. The crux of the story is, is bribery. Facebook goes around to countries then and, and they bribe people that don't necessarily agree with its business practices. And those business practices are basically is, is sucking up people's data and selling the data 
and also selling it to the United States government because why would Facebook, a publicly traded company, have a whole bunch of people from DARPA and the Pentagon and the CIA on its board of directors? Why would you do that unless you were using it for something else, right? So I, you don't trust Facebook. Facebook is always listening to you. They're listening to me right now, and it is horrendous. I can't believe I'm experiencing this as we speak. So finally, oh, no, there are two more things. Uh, there's a bill to end the forever war in Afghanistan. I'm sure there are a whole bunch of people that would be pissed off about it. Uh, so let's see if that gets anywhere next time. So uh, as I breeze through the story, apparently this is going to be a short porch podcast tonight. A scant 30 minutes. And one of the reasons why I'm doing that is because I'm pro I'm going to be doing more podcasts. So more podcasts. I'm going to go back to the hour-long format be just because I think it's more productive than a 30-minute format. And I can get into more things. So in a shocker, Christopher Steele of the Steele Dossier cancels the his appearance after Cohen testimony because Cohen's testimony contradicts the Steele dossier. Very interesting. Cohen essentially debunked something in the dossier. And that was that he traveled to Prague in August of 2016 to meet with the dastardly Russian officials to arrange clandestine payment to hackers to steal emails from the Clinton campaign and the DNC. Right. The Daily Caller reported Cohen only denied the Prague allegation during his open testimony, but GOP California Representative David Nunes suggested on Monday that the former Trump fixer disputed all of the dossier's allegations, turning a closed-door hearing before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Okay. So if Cohen contradicted the Steele dossier, that means that Mueller's star person that is out there talking about an invest an ongoing investigation that not many people are allowed to, to talk about, but somehow Cohen is able to go on television shows and write books and do, do all this other bullshit, contradicted the Steele dossier. Now, the Steele dossier is what got us here in the first place. If anybody is colluding with Russians, it's Fusion GPS, it's Hillary Clinton, and the Democrats because they hired Russians to essentially concoct the Steele dossier. These Russians were living in England at the time, and they're also associated with MI6 and other British intelligence organizations. So essentially they got defected, not defected, Russians that have defected to come up with a bullshit story they found on they found on Reddit and make a dossier out of it and gave it to Christopher Steele. One of the allegations is that Cohen went to Prague. Prague and Cohen said, no, I never went there. So the whole thing is now debunked. The whole thing, the whole premise of Trump's team getting money from Russians to perform hacking on Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee's emails is now gone. It's up in smoke. That means there's no reason for Mueller's investigation. That means there's no collusion. That means there's no Russian influence. That means Russia didn't hack the election, whatever the fuck that means. The whole thing is done. And it's all thanks to Cohen 
Mueller's star that he paraded out there. That means that everything in that dossier is bullshit. And that's something that I've been saying from day one. That also means that everything that has happened about spying and FISA courts and, and spying on American citizens, it's all illegal. That also means the people that went along with all of the bullshit, they knew that it was bullshit. And they still did it to just say and rubber stamp every legality that they needed to have rubber stamped so that they can try to influence, to hack, to collude with other people to destroy Donald Trump and get him kicked out of office. In some countries, that's known as a coup. And how come it's not known as a coup here in the United States? It's disgusting. And people, the supposed intelligentsia, the leftists, the ivory tower denizens, they're all reacting with emotion. They're all basing their opinion on inferences from all of this, not any pieces of evidence. Inferences. And they're sitting there and they're lapping it up. How come nobody's saying, um... If the Steele dossier said that Cohen was here and then Cohen just said that he wasn't there, doesn't this mean the whole thing is debunked? Doesn't this mean that the whole thing is, is fucked? Now, at the same time, Cohen's a known liar. So he could be lying again. So we don't know. Speaking of lies, we have MSNBC. Going against Bernie Sanders. Now, Bernie Sanders did a town hall-style meeting on CNN, and CNN decided to try and sabotage the whole fucking thing. They were labeling people as innocent town folks. So we had teacher, and uh, they, they gave all of these people that asked questions of Bernie Sanders innocuous names. However, the internet sleuths that are out there decided to do research on these innocent people, and they found out that everybody that asked Bernie Sanders a question on this CNN town hall just happened to be Democrat operatives working for Hillary Clinton or have had spouses that have worked for Hillary Clinton or are Democrat community leaders that supported Hillary Clinton in 2016. So, yes, they're going to sabotage Bernie Sanders. It has already started. It's already started. And after a speech that Bernie Sanders made, this twit, Zerlina Maxwell on MSNBC, who was a paid official for Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign and is now a very, very mild-mannered, quote-unquote, MSNBC analyst, along with that, 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 that uh, what, the Easter Islands look-alike, John Brennan. He's just a lowly MSNBC analyst. He's got no horse in this race. He just looks at politics with an indifference and jaundice. Filth. Filth. So Maxwell decided to shoot her mouth off and say, Bernie Sanders didn't mention anything about race in his speech until 26 or 23 minutes in it, and I clocked it. 
She says he didn't mention race or gender until 23 minutes into the speech. And just for the point of comparison, I went back and looked at Elizabeth Warren's opening speech, for example. She mentions race and discrimination in the first paragraph. That's a big difference. And then people started to say, uh, wait a minute, sweetheart. The other thing that people noticed is that the top story was on that was on Politico was a Elizabeth Warren, a pro-Elizabeth Warren piece. So there's not war and peace, but a Warren news piece. So there seems to be a concerted effort by the Democrats to pump up Elizabeth Warren and to destroy Bernie Sanders. Why? I don't get this. Bernie Sanders, if the, when they did the polls in 2016, Bernie Sanders beat Trump by a long shot. By double digits, he beat Trump. If the Democrats and Hillary Clinton allowed him to run against Trump. MSNBC did nothing. They continued to let this idiot just bullshit. The Intercept finally did some quote-unquote fact-checking. They said it's a total lie. Sanders mentioned race, gender, and discrimination. Now, the problem with the Intercept is they don't use the Oxford comma. Multiple times at the beginning of his speech, and long before the 23-minute mark, as anyone who actually watched it, which presumably includes all of the MSNBC personalities on the panel who sat silently as this lie was broadcast. Obviously, they knew it was a lie. So they go on and on. And on. So there's a concerted effort to destroy Bernie Sanders, and MSNBC is doing nothing about it, and Maxwell is an idiot. The Intercept continues. What is indisputably unacceptable is for MSNBC to outright lie about Sanders' speech by stating categorically that he did not mention race or gender until 23 minutes into the speech. That is a lie. It's a lie that would have been instantly recognizable to anyone who watched the speech. So look out for this stuff. Now, I can't tell... What's going to happen in the Democratic Party? Because they're throwing up everybody. And then they're making everybody else throw up. Anybody who wants to run is going to be up on there. And you already have a whole smattering of people that are there. Running for president. And they're all jokers. They're all fucking clowns. And to me, that says that the Democrats are not going to seriously run against Donald Trump. What they're going to do is they're going to allow somebody to run up there, fall on the sword. They'll give them some sort of stupid book deal. They'll let them, uh, they'll let them get all the money afterwards. But what they are going to do is drag out the Mueller investigation and that fat slob Jerry Nadler is going to continue with his investigations. Investigations in quotes. Because they're not really investigations. They're fishing expeditions. Now they're looking into every single thing that Trump did in the past. What does that have to do with him being president? It's got nothing to do with him being president. Anything that you find, Trump is going to get nailed on when he leaves office. But while he's president, he is in the clear. I'm sorry to tell you that. You may impeach him, but he'll still be president. He'll make it through the impeachment hearings. Don't you worry about it. 
So you're seeing the the, the you seeing all of these candidates being herded together, and you're seeing the weak ones or the, the people they don't want to win being kicked out like Bernie Sanders. My opinion, they should make Bernie Sanders. They should let him go. If they're going to fucking tank the whole thing in 2020, let him go. See how far he gets. I bet he'd fucking win. Oddly enough, the two people that I would ever support are on the both are on opposite sides of the spectrum in such ways that it is mind-boggling. I would support Bernie Sanders and I would support Ron Paul. I wouldn't support Ron Paul's son Rand, who's got this weird weird hair thing going on. But Ron Paul and Bernie Sanders I would support. And everyone's at well you can't pay for everything that Bernie Sanders is wants. You can money just doesn't come from any from nowhere. It doesn't grow on trees. And my argument to that is this. If you can print money to let the banks have trillions of dollars. Trillions with a T for Thomas. And say just take the money, we're not going to look at what you do with it. Then there's no reason why there can't be health care for all in America. There's no reason why college should cost as much as it does. There's no reason that college should be a money-making scheme. There's no reason for it. And there's plenty of money to go. If these banks could get trillions of dollars and the government says, do what you want with it. There's no reason why students and children and kids could not get a better education. And don't tell me they're getting a good education because they're not. The education system in the United States is meant to keep them stupid, like Common Core. If you saw the video recently online that was making the rounds, this woman decided to do a multiple um, a multiplication problem the old-fashioned way. And then she split-screens it with someone that's doing the multiplication problem with the Common Core way. Well, the woman that did it the old-fashioned way decided to do the problem, make a cup of coffee, a pot of coffee, I should say, let her dogs out, watch her dogs take a shit, let them back in, and start sipping her coffee in the same amount of time that the teacher took to actually do the problem with Common Core methods. So that tells you something. It tells you that they're trying to confuse children. It tells you they're trying to dumb them down. And so you need to put your children into private schools and also prep schools. Essentially, the elites are going to have the education and everybody else is going to be a worker or working class slob. So anyway, that's my tangent for tonight. And I will be back probably this week with another podcast going on and on and on. And I tried to write a blog, but it didn't work because they kicked me off the the website uh, that I was writing blogs for. The reason why they kicked me off is because they thought I was saying fake news. All they had to do was wait two goddamn weeks and they would have found out I was right because I was right. Anyway, that's it for the Cafe American podcast. You can listen to me on Podbean, Stitcher. For now, you can listen to me on iTunes until somebody says something otherwise and more specific and the reasons why they decide to kick me off of iTunes. And you can also listen to my podcast, not this week, but next week with uh, Aurora. I do another one, which is a little more energetic-based 
a little bit more discussions on ancient technologies and metaphysics and quantum physics, you can listen to that on YouTube, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, I believe Spotify, and a couple of other places. That is called Resonance. And the company that broadcasts that is called On The Wake Up Radio. So you can find that too. That's it for me and the Cafe Americaine podcast. This has been Christian.